How many of you have heard that song before? Anyone? My son. <laughs> all right. Here's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that you can all just come to the front row, maybe sit on the floor, but let's just, you know, make it feel like a family up here. Get comfortable because I was not given a time limit and I didn't ask how long I had, so... We're going to be here till those buses come back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think I can talk that long, but the Lord always will surprise us. All right. And now is there any way to maybe turn on the lights around, like around the room so I can see your beautiful faces? There we go. Much better. Okay. And then come on up, friends. Come on up maybe to the second row. We would love for you to be closer. Thank you so much. Everyone's good? All right. There's a story in a Bible about when Jesus was preaching and talking and a guy fell out the window because he fell asleep. Have you guys read that story? It's true. So don't fall asleep, okay? All right. But they did it to Jesus. They'll do it to us, right? All right. So I'm Susie Walker. And I am a pastor at Metro Praise International in Dallas. So I'm so happy to be here today. I love Elevate so much. It's very dear to my heart. A lot of you um, I have known since you were born, and you're very dear to my heart. So to be here tonight, to share my heart, to share the Word of God, um, it's just going to be a good time. You guys ready? All right. Um, so that song I played for you Take For Me, My Life, that's a song that um, when I was first saved, I struggled a lot, you know, and I sang that all the time, all the time, take my life, Jesus, not like take me to heaven or let me die, but like take for me my life, you know, take for me my, my, my desires, my thoughts, my, my dreams, you know, when I don't have the strength to give it to you, you know, and and to make the choices, you know, to live pure, to live holy, to live in a way that honors God. And I believe that he answered those prayers. Amen. And he continues to do that in my life. So that's a special song. But that one song we were worshiping to, you have to learn worship songs like that. Worship songs that are special just between you and the Lord. You know, a lot of couples have their romantic songs, their wedding song, you know, their first date song, their first whatever song, you know. And that's cool. That's awesome. But you've got to have that with Jesus. You know, you've got to have those special moments with the Lord, those things where you know um, he's just moving in your life. Amen. All right. So um, as I was praying for your youth group, I just um, have one very specific verse, um, two verses that I wanted to share. So I almost came up here with only those two verses because that's really all I was, you know, hearing from the Lord. 
And so I will share this with you, but I want you to know that these two verses, um, when I was about your age, are two verses that I hated to hear. And so for me, they were the hardest to hear, they were the worst, and now I love them, and they're everything to me. And so I will preach these to you in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right, so let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this night and that you've gathered us here, dear Lord, as our church is out evangelizing in this city. We know that there's something great going on. Holy Spirit, I know that you're here and that you're touching hearts, God, that you're making things new, that you're removing what does not belong, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, for your love and your grace in this place. We pray for conviction to fall on hearts in this place, Jesus, that we will be more like you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay. So um, I will give you my three points, okay, before I read those two verses. So one thing I want you to, um, to get from today is that everything in your life will one day be exposed, will one day be revealed by the Lord. Amen? Next is that God will repay each one of us for what we have done here on earth. For some of you, that might be a scary thing, but, you know, for others, that's exciting, you know, to be before the Lord, to, to see your reward. Not that we do these things for a reward, but we just know that being before our Heavenly Father is going to be a great day. You know, that's the day of judgment. And we will all get to stand um, before him one day. The third point is that for us to know that everything is going to be, you know, out in the open one day, we will receive a reward according to what we've done. And all we have to do from now until then is love the Lord with all our hearts, with all our soul, right? You guys know that verse? What is it? Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. Okay, so if you turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, please. Can I get an amen when you're there? You guys ready? Amen? Okay. So Luke chapter 12, verse 2 through 3 say, say, says, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear, in the ear, in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. Amen. So why did that verse scare me? Because I wasn't always an honest person. I thought that we all had deep, dark secrets that not everyone would always know. I thought, one day I'm going to get married, and I'm going to have deep, dark secrets from my husband. And guess what? That is a lie from hell. That's not true. So I got to marry my husband, and he knows every single little detail about me from the moment I was born to the moment he married me, and still everything has to just be open, you know? And so... For some of you, if you're in sin, that's not an exciting verse. I pray that that does put the fear of God in you, you know? And like they say, that it will scare the hell out of you, you know, because sin will only come to do what? 
steal, kill, and destroy, right? That's what the enemy does. That's what sin is. So sin will ruin your life. And so we have to know that if you are in this place tonight and you have something that you have hidden, something that you think is just personal and you don't want to share with your leaders, let that just be the end of it and share with your leaders. Be open, be real, be accountable, be transparent, be vulnerable. It's a beautiful thing. The Bible says if we confess our sins to one another, healing comes. So if you feel like, this deep, dark secret or this sin that nobody knows about is, is just hurting you, it's depressing you, it's stressing you out, whatever it may be, it brings anxiety, it brings fear, it makes you want to like leave this place and run away, you have to confess so that you will be free and you will be healed. Amen? So um, over 15 years ago, I walked into this place quite a mess, you know, very, very broken, very full of sin, and... You know, I sat there and I listened to Pastor Joe preaching and everything inside of me was like, get up and get out that door. You know, do not sit, do not stay. It was so uncomfortable, you know, and all I thought about was like sin, 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 get up and go, get up and go. Guess what? That was the devil. See, we teach you how to hear from God, but some of you might be hearing the lies of the devil so clear that you think it's you yourself, you know, so Anything telling you to quit, to let go of God, to not read your word, to not pray, that's the enemy. You know, you've got to have that discernment. You've got to ask the Lord for wisdom and for discernment and not act out on those things, you know. And then as years went on, I remember coming to the youth group, wanting to serve and things like that. And I would come feeling like excited, but I would hear this inside of me saying like, you better not be happy, you know, you better be moody, you better not be nice, you know, you better give them attitude. Why? That was the devil, you know? If you know me, I'm a pretty, you know, bubbly, bubbly, <laughs> bubbly, happy, you know, camper, <laughs> you know? So I love having fun. I love goofing around. I love the Lord. And that's just life, you know? It's good to just have experienced salvation and to know that every day that I have is by God's grace. I didn't deserve to be up here. You know, I was in tears during worship because I see Pastor Joe, you know, up here preaching. Then I see Scott Hinkle preaching. Then I see my husband preaching. Then I'm like, I'm going to preach next. And I'm like, you know, it's been a long time. Like I love teaching and I love doing transition and stuff like that and leading prayer. But I haven't had like a whole sermon, you know, um, like this in a long time, you know, so... I didn't let myself get nervous because I'm like, I'm coming up there. I've got this verse. The Holy Ghost is here. What else do we need, you know? So we have to know that when you meet together, God's not playing around. God is here. The power of God is here. You might be messing around, and you're going to miss out. But guess what? God is here, and he's doing something. So don't think that when you meet, it's just like the same old boring stuff. No. God is doing something great. Do you know that it was this Elevate Youth Group a few years ago that was out evangelizing before service, and that's how my husband, Jared Walker, got saved? just by kids just like you, you know? And so, like I said earlier, you know, during worship time, I remember walking into a youth group as a Catholic. My friend invited me. At that time, I just wanted to hang out and drive around and stuff like that, you know, the city. So I came, but the Holy Spirit was there, you know? And I saw these kids just worshiping, loving God. You don't see that in a Catholic church. Anybody here an ex-Catholic? A current Catholic? No? Come on. Are you serious? We're in Chicago. Nobody? Nobody? 
because you're all kind of raised in church <laughs> here. Okay, I'm just kidding. We love Catholics, you know, and that's, that's where I was born into, you know, but there's, there's the truth. There's the Bible. You have to read your Bible. You have to know what's right and wrong. You have to know how the Bible is, act, is asking you and telling you to live out your life, you know, so... The Catholic thing, if you want to talk about it, we'll discuss it another time. But I went to this youth group, and I saw people like you worshiping, you know. So if you feel like you have a close group of friends, and they're being, you know, um, I want to say bummers, but that's not the word. <laughs> if they're being, you know, huh? Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer, yeah. And, 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 you know, during worship and just wanting to be like the cool cat, you know, not worshiping, not raising the hands, you know, not not opening your mouth. You know, a lot of times in worship, you just kind of, you know, it's the band's playing and stuff like that, and you're just, you know, you're like lip sync. How do you say Is it lip syncing? Something like that, where you're not really using your voice. You've got to use your voice. Jesus gave you a voice so that you can worship, you know, so that you can praise him. I have been um, in moments in ministry where, they t we can't be loud. We can't raise our voice because we don't want to disturb the neighbors. We don't want to disturb the landlord. We don't want to get kicked out, you know, so we're, we're asked to be quiet, you know, and so every opportunity that I get to shout and raise my voice, I will do it. I will sing louder than the person next to me, you know, because my God is worthy. Amen. I never thought I would do this, but can I please have some water? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. So worship, just know, um, you know, if you're just thinking like, well, nobody else is doing it, do it. Because that's your, your time to just testify before the Lord through worship, you know, and you're being a witness to everyone else around you. Because that's why we gather as a church, you know, to pray, worship, and preach. Amen. To hear the word. Okay. So here we go. So thank you so much. Say hello to your neighbor. Oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So about these deep, dark secrets, you know, um, there, was, there came a point in my salvation where I, we were, um, we used to do our, our Bible college classes in the church, and we would be there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you know. <laughs> So we were there all day, but one of our classes, we had to take turns coming up here to preach our sermons that we wrote out, you know? So my sister was preaching, and I was sitting in the back, you know, the table all the way at the end with, right next to me was my pastor, Nancy. Do you know Nancy? Woo-woo, shout out. <laughs> all right, so I was sitting back there with her, normal day, you know, coming to coming to class and stuff like that. My sister's preaching. I have no idea what she was preaching about because I wasn't paying attention. All I know is that the Holy Spirit was in that room and it started to burn inside of the pit of my stomach like I have never felt before in my life. And I did not question what it was because I knew exactly what God wanted me to do. And God was asking me to repent of my sins and to confess it to Nancy. So I look at her just weeping and I'm like, I got to talk to you. So we go, we talk, I step down from leadership, I get restored, and that was the greatest day of my life. Now, I didn't have to learn about accountability and transparency through my sin, but I did. 
And I give God the glory that he set me free that day. And so go on to weeks later on, you know, going through the restoration, just learning how to be humble through it, you know, not wanting to quit, want to keep pressing on. You know, the devil starts to lie to you like, well, now that you've confessed your sin, like now you're a real hypocrite, which, you know, should have been the opposite. But anyways, um, so, you know, at that time, a few weeks later, after confessing my sin, you know, the Lord exposes some things that happened in my childhood. And at that point, I'm, I'm like needing to leave my family. Things are going on. Things, you know, are being like exposed and stuff like that. And I need to be at 201. So I start driving f from way south side all the way to this location. And I'm telling you that everything inside of me was telling me to crash my car. It was almost like a suicidal type of thing that I wanted to happen so I didn't have to face like what we needed to start talking about in my family you know but the devil is a liar and I held on to Jesus and we came here and everything got worked out and there was just more freedom and that was that was what I needed you know and then soon after that like um you know got to really um well well never mind I'll skip that part. I was going to talk about my husband, but that doesn't matter. Anyways, but then that came, you know. So I just want to say that when you are hiding things, when you are in sin, you will do things that you never thought you were capable of, you know. And so if you think like, you know, you hear about suicide, you hear about kids cutting themselves, and you think that'll never be me, well, I pray to the Lord that will never be you. But that is a temptation for our youth now. You know, and so you need to guard yourself, guard your testimony, and you need to cling on to your leaders like there's no tomorrow because literally we're not promised tomorrow. And you need to know that you're right with God. Now, we're not saved through our leaders, but they're the ones that are going to encourage you and keep you accountable so that you can keep fighting the good fight and running your race all the way to the end for Jesus. Amen. So if these leaders are here to love you and encourage you, you know, and to just correct you through it, then praise God that you have that, you know. The moment you want to say no to discipleship, that's not a good day, you know. That's a day where the devil's trying to get a foothold in your heart, you know, and he will knock down your door faster than you can even imagine. And so um, let me see my notes here, sorry. So... Um, So, okay, so um, about doing things, you know, we're saying like, you know, you have your leaders and, and one thing I do know, if no one's ever told you, your leaders respect you so much. They respect you so much. They're here every week to serve you, to love you, to be Jesus in your life. You know, I know, amen, give them a hand clap, say thank you to them. It's... It's, it's fun and it's exciting, but, you know, it's, it's, it's the, they sacrifice their time, you know, and, and they do it with joy. So never take advantage of that. Never feel like, you know, they're just here to tell you what to do and stuff like that. They're here to, to serve you, to love you, to lead you so that you can be your best for Jesus. How many of you want to be your best for Jesus? Are you guys excited about that? Are you? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So um, one of the things I mentioned, I was raised Catholic. One of the things is that, um, you know, I feared my parents more than God. I always knew what sin was, 
But the moment I started to choose sin, you know, I made sure that my parents never found out. Although in reality, like we said, everything is before the Lord. He's all knowing, you know, so we need to honor God and know that he sees everything and he's worthy from us to be free from sin. Did you know that the Bible says that love is obeying the Lord's commands? That's how we show love. So for me, you know, um, being in sin, it wasn't I'm going to church. I do love Jesus. I believe in him. You know, I never doubted it, that he was real. But I was not loving him because of my sin in my life. And so the Bible says that his commands are not burdensome. So it's a joy for us to do what's right. Did you know that the Bible says that if you do what's right, you are a child of God? And if we do what's wrong, we are a child of so it's, it's just so simple, guys. The gospel is so simple. The word of God is so simple. It's not there to confuse you, to complicate, complicate things in your life. It's there, you know, if we follow Jesus, we're on a narrow path that leads to life. But if we choose the wide path that leads to sin, it's destruction, you know. But you have a free will. As young as you are, you have the choice of what you're going to do this, um, this weekend, you know, are you going to live for Jesus? Are you going to live for Jesus tonight? Are you going to live for Jesus the next few years? It's always your choice. You know, another thing, when I was part of that youth group, I started going regularly, but every week I had to go up to the altar call to repent for the same old sins. And so the youth group was just a little bit bigger than this, but the leaders didn't remember me. So every time I went up there to repent of my sins and answer to the altar call, I always got a Bible, you know? <laughs> So I had this huge Bible collection, and it was like, but I needed discipleship. I needed one of those leaders to connect with me, you know, to just really take me under the wing and teach me that. But once I was a little bit older and that was offered to me, guess what? I made excuses. So Pastor Joe actually took over that youth group, and he started doing discipleship. And I was like, I was already, you know, much older. I drove and all that stuff. But I was like, that's so far, you know, and that's so early. And those were my two excuses. And I thought, like, that does make sense, you know. It's Sunday. It's too early. It's too far. But that was just the, the devil deceiving me because how, how many of you know that um, sinners don't make excuses to be in their sin, you know. So right now we have Lollapalooza going on. That's not holy grounds, you know? That's, that's a, that people are there to party, to do drugs, to have sex. I mean, that's reality, you know? That's what it's all about. And so what do people do to be there, you know, from yesterday till Saturday and probably Sunday? What do they do? They call off work, you know? They made sure to clear their calendar months ago. You know, they made sure they know how to get a babysitter, you know, but yeah, unfortunately, we see, you know, just even within our church, people can't keep track of the dates, you know, and it's like what's important to you, you will do. And even as as young, um, you know, teenagers, preteens, you will always do what's important to you and what matters to you, you know, and so excuses um, will only get away in the way and will steal what God has from you. And then I don't know if you guys have heard someone like Pastor Lawrence say, there's no um, uh, junior Holy Spirit. There's no junior salvation. There's no junior judgment day, you know? So you don't get to go be judged in a different platform with Jesus than I will. You know, we will all stand before the same God, you know? The same Holy Spirit that's for me is for you, Hannah, you know? And... 
um, for all of us, you know. And so that's the power of God, and we get to, to live in that power with him. Amen? All right, so let us um, move here to um, Romans. If we can all turn to Romans chapter 2, starting at verse 5, please. Okay, we're going to read a few verses here. Starting at verse 5, it says, But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who, by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. Amen? Amen. So one thing, I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> Anyways, another thing is, is the Lord's peace. Let the Lord's peace be your guide. You know, the moment you start to feel that conviction, you cannot ignore it. Because it says here in the first verse, it says, but because of your stubbornness. That means that moment you start to ignore that conviction, that moment you start to feel like, I'm just going to do me, you know, I deserve this pleasure, I deserve this, you know, freedom of sin, you know, it says, but because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. I'm telling you, Judgment Day, maybe it's because I'm older, but, man, it's just the thought of being before the Lord. It's just, you know, I just am so full of just thanks and, and worship to the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. Yesterday we saw people, people just walking by, you know, doing all sorts of stuff, and we're like, are you ready to meet your maker? You know, because that's going to be a beautiful day. And so we have God to be ready. And as I say all the time, I usually have my kids. Jeremiah's right there. He's nine years old. He's my oldest. And, you know, I often will, will point to them and use them as an example during evangelism. And it's like, you know, I have my kids with me. And, you know, I pray that they will live a long life. You know, it will be a great thing, um, you know, for us to get to see grandkids and all that stuff. But tomorrow is not promised for them. As young as they are, my, my youngest is one. You know, tomorrow is not promised for her. God forbid something were to happen. But we just have to determine in our hearts what we will do when we face such moments. So living in Texas, we have seen people, you know, it's supposed to be like the Bible Belt of America, well, some Christians get mad when you want to preach them, talk about Jesus on the streets, and they get mad, you know? And worse than what we've seen here in the city of Chicago. 
So I know that, you know, sometimes I get to go with my husband, sometimes I don't, and he's just out there with other brothers in the Lord, and, you know, they'll threaten, and they'll, they'll get aggressive, but guess what I have to determine in my heart is I'm watching that on the, on the live feed. If my husband dies tonight, what will I do? Do I come back to Chicago? Do I come back to where I have more friends and a family and people could be my, my kids? You know, I had to determine in my heart that I still have a calling. I'm still called to be in Texas with or without my husband. And this thing needs to keep going because he may have met Jesus, but I haven't, you know. And so I will continue to do that with my children. And I will believe that that's where the Lord's peace will be for my family. Amen. And so you better believe that if you do see me come back, it's because Jesus said so, not because we just wanted to, you know. But the Lord's doing great things. And like I said, wherever God's called you to and you're obedient to that, that's where your peace is. That's where your joy is going to be. And we have experienced that being away from Chicago more than ever. And it's, it's just, you know, very precious to us. And we're very thankful for that. And, you know, we're excited for for more of what the Lord's going to be doing. But, um, you know, the day of judgment is a great thing, but determining your hearts, you know, that you will serve the Lord every day, no matter who's with you. And, um, and you know, if people quit, then that's going to be between them and the Lord. You pray for them, but you keep on marching. You keep on living for Jesus. You keep on, you know, um, following your calling for the Lord and doing it to the best that you can. Yes? Okay? And I know that as a church, we may have seen many leaders come and go, many people quit, and some of you may feel like your hearts are numb, you know, like you just can't keep loving people because you've seen so many leave and quit and, and hurt you. But again, you have to determine we are here for Jesus, and you have to ask the Lord to heal your heart. And for you to be excited that the next person that comes into the door, you're ready to love them and embrace them, you know, as you did the last person. So for us, you know, as you know, the testimony of our church, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we saw many leaders leave, you know, many families wanted to walk out and do different stuff that's now between them and the Lord. But at the same time, we saw so many come in. And just like that, instantly, the, the Lord just, like, knitted our hearts together, you know? And so I believe, like, here, I just let go of friends of 15-plus years, you know? And here he brought new friends that just so quickly, you know, we connected, we shared um, just moments together, you know, that the, that the Lord blessed. And I thought, well, here I'm, I'm connecting with new friends and loving them, but here I'm needing to move now. And so I just believe that the Lord showed me that in that season, and he will do the same thing in this new city. So you just have to know that um, the Lord will always um, build his church the way he wants to, and he will sift it the way he wants to. He knows every heart. He knows your heart. He knows what's in it. He knows what needs to come out, what needs to move. But you've got you've to open your mouth and share it and confess it because we can't guess. Your leaders are the best, and they are full of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you think you're pulling one over them, but they're not buying your stories, you know. But maybe you do get stuff past them, you know. 
but you're not getting it past the Lord, that's for sure, you know? And so if you have anything that you need to ever share something weighing on you, don't wait for us to ask. You need to open your mouth and you need to just share it. You need to say it because you know the word of God. And you need to keep staying in the word of God because it's the word of God that will help you live in righteousness. Amen? Amen. So there was one time where I just was going crazy. I really was going crazy. And I thought, you know, maybe I'm supposed to like girls. I really did have that moment, you know. And I was young. And the preacher said, somebody here thinks they shouldn't be a girl or whatever he said. You need to read your Bible. And guess what I did? I read my Bible because I wanted to be a girl. You know, and so, but that's it, you know, and like I was just preaching last night on the streets. It's men think they want to be women and women think they want to be men. The devil is a liar. Get your Bible and read it because you will walk in your identity with the word of God and by faith, knowing that you are who God has made you to do to be. You know, God didn't get confused making you. He made us all different and all special and we all have different gifts. And if you, you know, I'm not going to. I give God all the glory. But, you know, coming up here to, to preach and do the mic and all that stuff, this is not my, my strength or my gift, you know, but I will do it because I want to be active in my calling and because I, you know, want to grow and also because I really believe that this was someone else's gift, but they quit and dropped it, and so the Lord blessed me with it, you know. So I'm going to do all that I can with it, and I pray that, um, something tonight is stirring in your spirits, you know, that the Lord's just speaking something to you guys. But we're going to go here to our last verse, which is Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And let's read that together. Yes? If we can get it up here. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. One, two, three. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So I know earlier I mentioned that song that I would just sing and pray and cry out to the Lord. But this verse, I would just pray that. I know a lot of people pray the, the armor of God, and that's great. You pray that, and, you know, we all need the armor of God. But this was something where I would just, like, almost literally lay hands like I needed a sound mind I needed to renew my thoughts in the presence of God and I would just pray like I will love the Lord with all my heart all my soul all my mind all my strength you know and only by God's grace can we do that but that is our first command from the Lord is to just love him and again like I said earlier the Bible teaches us that to love the Lord is to obey his commands and you have what it takes. But we will have, um, yes. we will now just transition to a time of prayer. If we can all just stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We can dim the lights again. Lord, you are so good. Hallelujah. Just lift up your voices. 
and praise him. Tell the Lord how much you love him. Hallelujah.